0: Hey, hey mamas, what if I told you there is a very simple solution for solving some of your biggest challenges around meeting your goals, getting all of your tasks accomplished and finding time for everything you need and want in your life? What does a successful day look like and how do we have more of those? Moms are undoubtedly some of the busiest people out there with all we need to juggle, not even counting taking care of ourselves or meeting our own goals. Well, it's time to start making those a priority again because I'm going to tell you, you can do it all with the proper use of a day planner. A day without a plan is a wasted day and life is way too short to have any more wasted days. So let's get the solution once and for all of how to do it all. This is the Mama Miracle Morning Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by your favorite lifestyle coach, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you bite-sized mom motivation you can listen to first thing in the morning or any time of day for some quick inspiration so you can get your mind right before your mind goes wrong. Let's take back the power we have as moms to steer our family's life in the right direction each and every day so we can create the life we want and deserve. Ready, mamas? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Mama Miracle Morning Show. I want to start out by sharing one of my favorite iTunes reviews, and that is from Crazy Kylie Girl, who so generously said, I love this podcast. As a single mama to my daughter, I was so focused on surviving and being a mom. I honestly lost myself as a woman and an individual. Sarah is clearly passionate about this. Her podcasts are a quick, easy listen in the morning while getting ready or driving to work and gives realistic tips to get out of the mom rut and get mom motivation again. Oh, thank you, Kylie, so much for the review. Kylie's right. I'm very passionate about helping moms get out of that mom rut we've all found ourselves in, and I'm so inspired by mamas like you, Kylie, who work so hard to be an amazing mom while at the same time trying to better yourself and your life. I'm so grateful for that, so thanks again. Today's topic of diving into the anatomy of a successful day and using a day planner is one that is very near and dear to my heart because it is something that has literally changed my life since I started doing it. I found myself in several major ruts after having kids because I had absolutely no direction with the use of my time. I was getting my degree online, but I didn't have anywhere to be at any specific time, so I often found myself living aimless and distractedly, definitely without intentional use of my time. I recently published a survey on social media where I asked moms to tell me their biggest ongoing challenges in life right now. The overwhelming answers from most of the respondents were something along the lines of trying to juggle everything in their life. Some of the responses I got were finding the time and motivation to spend on a business that I want to start, feeling responsible for everything, finding time to complete my degree, having to work to support my family while trying to find quality time with my kids, balancing work while trying to find the time to simply stop and smell the roses or have a picnic with my kids in the park, figuring out how to balance working full-time, trying to start my own business and being the best wife and mother possible, prioritizing my own goals while feeling like a great mom, and staying consistently motivated. If you can relate to any of these struggles, take heart. I have the answer for you. And by the end of this episode, I want you to truly believe that it's possible to be great in all of these areas of your life. In the book, 168 Hours, author Laura Vanderkam argues that we can fit anything and everything we wish into our lives as long as we plan for it. She talks about how people grow up dreaming about what their life will be like in terms of someday or when I grow up as these broad abstractions like our identities or our our values. But that while we think of our lives in terms of these grand abstractions, a life is actually just lived in ours. So for example, if you want to be a writer, you make time to write. If you want to be a mindful and present mom, you make time for your child. If you want a happy and healthy marriage, you make time for your spouse. If you want to be healthy, you dedicate time to working on your health, such as exercising, preparing healthy food, and getting proper sleep. If we want to be a writer, we sit down and write. If you want to be a marathon runner, you devote time to running. You get the point. Whatever it is we want in our life, whatever kind of person we want to be, we simply have to set aside the time to work on those things. As simple as this sounds, so many of us still struggle with not reaching our goals and living the life we want because we've told ourselves that we don't have the time. But actually... We all have the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. The book 168 Hours is so inspiring because she provides so many examples of people who work 60 hours a week, sleep 8 hours a night, keep meaningful hobbies, have quality relationships with their husbands and children and friends, get all their chores done, and enjoy luxurious time for themselves. What a concept, right? But how do they do it? Do they employ 24-hour staff to cook and feed their families three meals a day and to shuttle their children to and from school and after-school activities? Do they hire people to do all the shopping and cleaning and personal business for them? No. Well, maybe not necessarily someday. At some point, maybe. But they get good at managing their time by being super selective of where their time goes and by using a day planner when you schedule your day hour by hour an amazing thing happens you allow yourself to immerse fully into whatever is scheduled for the time block that you're in without that nagging guilty feeling of being pulled by another task or responsibility that you think you should be doing it's very common for moms in fact to feel like they should be with their kids while they're working or to feel like they should be working while they're with their kids and this tug and pull of our attention and consideration spans across everything we do throughout the day if we haven't given ourselves full permission to put ourselves fully into the task at hand. And to do that, we must schedule our time and do it in advance. When is the best time to sit down and plan? I have found that I get the best results when I plan for the week ahead on Sunday and when I plan for the day ahead the night before. I've actually built it into my weekend to plan out the week and into my nighttime routine to plan out the very next day. The time that it will take you to sit down and plan is nothing compared to the incredible effective use of your time that is going to result from planning ahead. It takes me maybe a half hour to plan my week, a little less, maybe 20 minutes to plan the next day, and that's with interruptions. So I've gotten in the habit of doing this at the kitchen table while I'm making dinner, so it's like I'm killing two birds with one stone. It really doesn't feel like an added burden or a chore. In fact, it's allowed me to feel so much more in control of my life, and it's made me realize just how much I can fit into one day if I choose. So it's kind of a fun task I look forward to, actually. And choosing how to spend your time is a wonderful right we all have, no matter how burdened by your responsibilities you feel, and one that, when executed with intention, can result in you actually being able to build the life you want. I've said this before, our lives are just a result of our habits. In other words, our lives as a whole are a result of how we spend our hours and what we do in those hours. If we don't plan our hours and use them with intention, they can be easily wasted away and filled with meaningless tasks, things that don't bring us closer to our dream life and actually unproductive habits and look i'm not saying that every hour of your day has to be productive by definition and in fact i'm going to show you that it's 100 percent okay and even encouraged to schedule in some serious downtime but the point is it needs to be intentional that way you can enjoy your downtime without that nagging guilt that you need to be doing other things and use it to its maximum benefits So what type of planner should you use? What should go into your day schedule and how do you assemble your day? If you want to dive deeper into learning all about identifying what your priorities are and making sure each of them are getting the attention they deserve, how to build a perfect day and week, and how to reach any goal simply by using a day planner to map out the steps to get there, then I think that you would Benefit tremendously from my upcoming day planner makeover course where I'll cover all of these topics in depth. So, to get on the interest list for that course, just go to my website, themamamiracle.com, and there's going to be a light box box that pops up, and um, that's where you can put your name and email to get on the list. I recommend using a weekly planner that allows you to plan each day hour by hour, but technically you don't even really need a planner, you could just start with a lined sheet of paper. I use a combination of both. The planner that I use has a month at a glance, and then each time you turn the page, it's a new week. So every Sunday I plan the week ahead, and every night I use these medium-sized, lined sticky notes you can find at the dollar store, and those are what I use to plan my day hour by hour. My best friend got those for me for Christmas as part of my little Christmas package, and I'm telling you, it is the best gift I have ever received. I also use um, a separate sticky note to plan out my w- my meals for the next day, including what I'm packing for the kids' lunches. That way I don't even have to spend the time thinking about it in the morning. I also use these notes to plan out the work day and what tasks I want to accomplish during my work hours. I stick them on the inside of my planner and I feel so much more prepared for the day ahead. Now when it comes to preparing for the next day, I also try to set out the clothes I'm planning to wear, which usually includes a workout outfit and then an outfit for after I shower hour and get ready. If there's somewhere I need to be, I pack my bag, including snacks and my water bottle and anything else that I might need. And by doing this, I'm way less stressed in the morning and I can actually spend those precious morning hours before my family gets up doing personal development and creative work because those are my favorite things to do. Preparing for the night ahead is especially important if you're not a morning person. But even if you are a morning person like me, it's important to understand exactly what you're going to spend your time on and how you're going to execute your day. Because if you don't, that time will get filled with things you do not intend it to be filled with. You already know this. And I do believe you should take advantage of your most energetic hours of the day to get the most done. So if you're a night owl and you feel more productive at night, just Plan the majority of your flexible tasks, or your creative work, during those hours. Just make sure you plan for getting at least 8 hours of sleep, so don't stay up working till midnight if you have to be up at 6am. Personally, I'm a morning person. I totally have the most energy first thing in the morning, so I try to pack in as many things as possible during those first few precious morning hours. Plus. Since I've stopped drinking at night, I have found I just don't have a whole lot of incentive to stay up late since I don't stay up drinking my wine anymore, so I'm in bed by like 8.30 and asleep by 9. If you're curious what my hourly schedule looks like, I'll share with you the actual schedule I prepared last night for this morning. Now, keep in mind, this isn't what every single morning looks like. Depending on what I'm currently working on or whether I have a deadline or somewhere to be at a certain time, I might choose to get up and start working on my business right away instead. But with that in mind, today's schedule started at 5 a.m., which was to get up and work out at home, journal visualizations, start a load of laundry, empty the dishwasher, put dinner in the crock pot, 6am my coffee i make breakfast pack the girls lunches pack autumn's nap time bag for her school week clean up the kitchen watch my online marketing course while i'm doing all of this 7am shower get ready make the bed switch laundry and by 9am i start my work day as you can see from 7 or i'm sorry from 5 to 7am i've already tackled my fitness my spirituality, which for me is visualizations in my journal, household chores, meal prep, self-care, mom duties, and professional development. Now, each of these categories I have set goals in for this year, so I'm very clear how I want to grow and improve in each of these areas. And this is such an important thing to understand. Otherwise, you have to ask yourself, what am I working towards when I spend my time on these things? Then, from 9 to 3, I work on my business with about a 20-minute nap in the afternoon, there's my self-care, and then I pick my kids up from school around three. From there, I usually plan to spend some quality time with the girls after they get off of school. So if it's a nice day, I'll take them to the park or we'll we'll go on a walk. Or if it's raining, we'll spend some time together at home building forts or doing art or playing with Barbies or whatever they want to do. Around 4 I work on dinner, and this is when the girls usually want to zone out for a bit anyways and watch a show, so it gives me a chance to work on my schedule for the next day, and then by about 4.45 we're starting to eat dinner. Now I usually eat much faster than everyone else, it's something I'm actually working on to slow down, but I do use um, the time that everyone else is still eating to clean up dinner dishes. After dinner, by about 5.30 the girls are in the bath or shower while I work on laundry or whatever other tasks I can do upstairs while I'm with them, such as setting up out my clothes for the next day so as you can see here from 9 to 5 30 the majority of the big chunk of the day i've accomplished working on my business taking a power nap quality time with my kids dinner Prepping my schedule for the next day, cleaning up the kitchen, bath time, and more household chores. By 6.30 the girls are usually in bed and we practice Audra's reading and then they're asleep by 7.00 and typically I either read on my iPad with the screen turned all the way dark so it doesn't mess with their sleep patterns and so I'll read while they fall asleep or I'll spend the time to give each of them a little massage. And this is something we've been doing since they were babies. It's such a special way to connect. P.S. It's also very good for their sleep. and also to help keep their immune system strong by the way my kids love bedtime story podcasts there are some really relaxing ones they like to fall asleep to these are not sponsors of the show but i do highly recommend tales from the lily pad and be calm on awe island i know many parents like to read their kids to sleep and i think this is such a beautiful thing i'm going to be honest with you this is not something that we do um first of all it's just not something that i enjoy my kids are major talkers and they are not the type of kids that will sit there and just listen to mommy telling a story um sometimes we'll we'll do a story together where they can add to it and we can construct the story but if i really want them to get to sleep if it's bedtime, then I'll put on the story podcast and they fall asleep right away. Within just this half hour block from about 6 30 to 7, I've already got the girls ready for bed and in bed, we've practiced reading, we've connected, and I got to catch up on whatever book I was reading while they were falling asleep. If your kids fall asleep without you there, props to you, Um, but being that my kids will not fall asleep without me in their room, I've honestly just embraced this and I take advantage of the time. I know this is a controversial thing among among the sleep training community and everyone has their own opinions about this but this is just something that we do to squeeze in a little extra connection time I think it's totally okay and I roll with it so then I usually try to have all my chores done by the time the girls are asleep that way I can just use that time to myself or spend time with my husband we love watching Netflix shows together or sometimes we just lay around and read or we do other things together wink wink Other things I use that special time for at night is taking a bath or doing at-home spa treatments. I typically do my own nails at home, so I like to do this at the end of the day when I don't have any other tasks that would mess them up. I might do some stretching, or meditating, or even chatting with my dad on the phone, because he's literally the only person in the world I can sit and chat with and not feel like I have to get off the phone. Shout-outs, Dad! Although, sometimes I will try to catch up with a friend. Like I said, I'm in bed by 8.30 reading or doing a guided meditation, and I typically can't stay up past 9. I get eight hours of sleep, sometimes more, and then I get up around 5 AM the next day to start it all over again. Now, like I said, not every day is exactly the same. Some days I work out at the gym instead of at home. Sometimes I work outside of the house like at a coffee shop. Sometimes we go out to eat for dinner. Some days I just run errands instead of working on my business. But the point is, every day is planned out with intention. That way I never feel divided. And then at the end of the day, I truly, truly feel like I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. One tip I have in building out your schedule is to begin with the things you have to do in places you have to be at a specific time. So for example if you work nine to five then start with that time block and then work backwards from there to when you need to be up and then after work work forwards to bedtime and fill in those hour blocks with the things that you want to do. Also you need to write a list of your daily and weekly non-negotiables so you can be sure to include that in your schedule without even having To think about it or negotiate whether you're going to do it with yourself. A few of my non-negotiables are emptying out the dishwasher every morning. Otherwise, if I don't, the dishes will get majorly backed up and then I'm dealing with mount dirty dishes at the end of the day. And who wants to have to do that, right? Another one I do is to um, do a load of laundry every day because otherwise, again, we're dealing with mount laundry at the end of the week. And I went way too many years being overwhelmed by all of these growing mountains in my house another one is exercising some form of it every day that's very very important to me even if it's just 10 minutes of high intensity interval training at home and in fact many studies show that doing a short but higher intensity interval type of workout is actually more effective than doing a lighter and longer workout also take a shower every day. I know this seems like a luxury to many moms and it's kind of funny, but I find that if I don't schedule it in, I would seriously find myself rocking the old makeup and dry shampoo messy mom bun way too often. And I enjoy showering and getting ready. It gives me more confidence and energy and it's become so valuable to me. So I've made it a non-negotiable. See how I'm calling the shots on my daily non-negotiables? I promise you when you make your needs more of a priority, other people in your family and households will begin to make them more of a priority and take them more seriously as well. Again, if you're interested in diving deeper into reaching your goals by using a day planner, then get on the interest list for my upcoming day planner makeover course. I'm still working on a catchy name, um, but I will give you the tools to transform your day and literally change your life. And you can get on that list by going to themamamiracle.com. By the way, send me a direct message on Instagram if you have a great idea of what I should name my new planner makeover course. I would love to hear your ideas. Thanks for listening, for engaging with me, and for investing in yourself, because by doing the work on yourself, you help make the world a better place for your children and for all of us. As always, you can find the transcript for this episode on my blog at themamamiracle.com. You can find me on Instagram as simply Sarah Munder, or you can follow our Facebook page, which is the Mama Miracle. If you haven't yet, please hit subscribe to this podcast, easily share it with your friends using the share and copy link button, Or better yet, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And graciously write a review on iTunes if you found this episode at all valuable. I will feature my favorite reviews each week and yours could be one of them. I'll be back very soon for some more mom motivation here on the Mama Miracle Morning Show. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama.